And welcome to this edition of Around the Pond. This is Randy Burks. Uh, Ron Stone will be back with us next Wednesday night. Uh, we will have Nate Ayers on with us. He is the uh, new principal at Holly Pond. But tonight we have one of the best coaches that's been at Addison and his uh, coach, Alan Stevenson. He was the football coach from 1975 to 1991. They won the state championship in 76. He played his high school ball and went to high school at T.W. Martin. That's at Good Springs in the southern part of Walker County. And with that, I'd like to bring him on. Uh, coach Stevens, welcome to Around the Pond, and thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you, Randy, for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to do this. Uh, anytime you, know, you can have a get-together about talking high school sports, uh, you know, I'm glad to be a part of that, and I know you are. And I played on the opposite side of the sidelines. Uh, we had a little bit of success against him. I won't say a whole lot. I know my first year playing for Holly Pond, that was a, that was a tough night. We'll just kind of leave it there. Um, but one thing that was really impressive to me was how tough, strong, physical your teams was. You began coaching in 1975 with a 10 and three record. Most, most coaches will end up taking over program and having to rebuild it. Uh, you had a very good coach in front of you. He kept the program, uh, at a very good level, won state championship, and then you took it from there and continued to build, and in the second year, winning the state championship. Uh, yes, I was fortunate enough to follow, you know, Coach A.G. Hicks. He was the one that hired me to come to Addison as his assistant. And, you know, I had nine good years under him and learned a lot. And he did a really good job with our program and, you know, it was a kind of a double-edged situation, you know. you kind of following a Bear Bryant type of person, and yet he had the program you know, on good soil standing, uh, and, you know, it, it made it my job a lot easier just stepping in with what he had established. And, of course, my challenge was to keep it going and, you know, do the best we could with it. You began. You played your high school at T.W. Martin. Uh, a lot of people from the Winston County area, Walker County, are very familiar with Martin High School. Maybe not as many from the eastern side of Coleman County. That was not a school we played. But tell us a little bit about growing up at uh, Good Springs and going to Martin High School. Well, uh, the way... We ended up down there. You know, I was born around Jasper, and my father was employed by the Alabama Power Company, and they operated a steam-generating plant on the Warrior River down at Gorgas, which is just below Good Springs. And uh, the power company offered housing, you know, housing that you could rent, and that's how we moved down there. And... Uh, they took care of the houses for you, but you did pay rent on them. And it was just a great place to grow up. And, you know, it had uh, most everybody, their dad was either a, a, a plant operator of some type or uh, worked in the mines because the power company had mines and the steam plant. And, of course, the coal was there to furnish the power for the steam plant. So 
it was a great place to grow up. I, I was really blessed to be in that situation. We were discussing uh, uh, some of Martin's biggest rivals uh, you were bringing up as we were talking earlier. Uh, Cordova along with uh, Parrish. Um, what did the games the was the games when you played were they more of a run power oriented or did did y'all try to open it up a little bit more? Well, basically everybody, not too many teams back in that time, which is a long time ago. It was more power oriented football, and there was not that much passing. There were a few exceptions to that. Most of the time, it was just try to power and grind your way and hope you could outdo the other bunch. But they, those were, you know, each team was hard to beat. It was, you know, good county rivalry games, and and uh, it was just ongoing all the time. And of course, we, uh had some good teams and we had some down teams, but you know, it was just a, a great place to be and be a part of. And of course I might say this to add, we had to play some bigger schools, especially in football. And uh, back then those days there were only two classifications, 1A and 2A, which is a lot different than what it is now. And uh, we had to play, well, we even played Thompson High School back then and they're seven a school now and you know that wasn't that often but that was part of the schedule for a few years when i played after leaving uh now at, after leaving martin uh we were discussing to uh now a lot of people don't know that martin high school's closed uh right. the land the land and the Everything was sold to uh, Alabama Power, and so the school is no longer there. But you brought up the fact that when when they started, um, I guess, uh, quitting to furnish the housing for all the workers, that that really seemed to uh, reduce the student count at uh, Martin and kind of begin the, the progress before, uh, you know, they ended up uh, closing it and moving the students uh, on over into, uh, I guess, probably Parrish and uh, maybe Dora. Well, it's mostly Parrish or uh, Oatman or even Cordova, but eventually, you know, they closed Parrish down too after that. But uh, yeah, that was the beginning of the end for Martin, even though it took, you know, about. 35 years more to get to the point where it closed down, but there's uh, such a few, few number of students that it made it really hard for us to be competitive, you know, especially after around 1978, late 70s. And so eventually it was closed down. Whether well, I think it was a junior high for a couple of years maybe, but it closed around 2000, I think. After and the power company, let me add this, okay. the power company originally owned that land, but they donated that land to the to build the, the new school at Martin, which was built, started around 1949 and completed around 50. And uh, 
I don't know if it had something in the contract with the school system, but when the school ended up closing, that line went back to the Alabama Power Company. Okay. And they, they eventually uh, closed it down, you know, and they about shut all that down down that way because of the not using coal anymore to generate power and such as that. These strict regulations that we have. And you had mentioned that uh, you got you you got to take your wife back to show her where uh, where the house originally was where you grew up. Right. Yes, when we were uh, dating, uh, I think this was before we married, or you know, around that time. I was going to ride down that area and show her, you know, where I lived and all. And they pretty well had everything closed off, but there were still some of the houses and the camps there. And I happened to know the security guard that was on duty that day at the entrance. And I said, would it be possible for us to go up in here where I can show her where I lived? And he said, sure, get on in there. <laughs> he was he was a real good guy. He, he knew me for a good while, and he liked baseball, and he coached some of the baseball teams around on the youth camps. But anyway, I got to show her that area, and a lot of it was already gone, but I you know, could give her a general idea of where it was and all. Now, fo- uh, following your show school anymore. <laughs> following the uh, following your uh, high school days, you went on to Jacksonville State and played baseball. Yes, well, I first went to walk college on a basketball scholarship. And I played basketball there for two years and then transferred to Jacksonville. And, uh, yeah, I didn't have a scholarship or anything in basketball, but I was there a year and I watched them play baseball. And I thought, well, I'd, I'd like to try out for them and maybe I, I might have a chance to make it and, Fortunately, I did. I tried out, and and I made the team, and that, that was a blessing to you know get that kind of by just walking on. And then uh, there was uh, you mentioned there was uh, five of you that went to Jacksonville. Uh, some played ball, some didn't, but all five of you. Uh, we're fortunate to get to be inducted into the Alabama High School Association Hall of Fame. That's correct. Uh, it was kind of an unusual situation, you know, that you think wouldn't normally happen, but uh, Jacks was known for turning out, you know, a lot of coaches through the years, and, you know, they've, you know, a lot of the state schools were teacher schools back then called teachers' colleges, and so they had a lot of teachers would come out but a lot of coaches did also and just so happened that uh i was blessed to be around uh, four other guys and we became pretty good buddies over the years and and uh, it just so happened we all end up being high school coaches and not all at the same time did we get in but over a period of four or five years there or maybe a little longer uh, five of us, you know, got inducted into the Alabama High School Athletic Association. And the more I thought about that later, of course, that wasn't, you didn't have any 
thoughts of anything like that growing up or even while you're in school. But the more I thought about that over the years, I thought, well, that's kind of seems unusual to have that many that are friends and close together during that time frame to, to get in. So that was, that was just sort of a, something that was always special to me to be involved with those guys and have a, uh, knowing them for a long time and just have good relationships with them. You were a volunteer coach at uh, Jacksonville getting your start. And from there you went to Curry for a year. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, coaching at Curry. Well, I was uh, at Jacksonville High School the second semester. I, I finished in January at Jacksonville State. And after I was at Jacksonville High School, I got a, you know, I'd applied in Walk County where I was originally from. And I got a call that I'd gotten a teaching job at Curry. And so that worked out one thing to another. I, you know, helped them and the coaches there gave me a good opportunity to help. And, uh, you know, I like had the B basketball team and my first year and assistant in football and, and, uh, coach Hicks at Addison was good friends with some of the Bruce Abbott, the basketball coach at, at Curry. And I reckon coach Abbott told coach Hicks about me because he was hunting an assistant coach and he got in touch with me, he and Mr. Lott, the principal, and, you know, I talked with them and ended up accepting the job. And as far as my coaching career and even teaching career, you know, that was the best thing that ever happened to me, the best move you know, I could have made. And it's, it's been a blessing to be here and be in this community for as long as I have. And I think my wife likes it a lot better. She grew up in the Birmingham area, and I think she was glad to be out this way after she got used to it. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, there's nothing like uh, <clears throat> like uh, being out in the country in rural areas. Uh, uh, you know, uh, my wife was from Cold Springs, and uh, so her her father was a, a miner, and um, so I brought her out here, and we live on the farm, and it's uh, just living living out in a rural areas. Just there's something really really neat and nice about it, and there's there's always been something about Addison that, you know, Addison, Holly Pond, and all these smaller communities, everything is centralized around the school. Um, That's, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, everything is so centralized around the school. It That's just where you're going to be. It doesn't matter if it's a, a Friday night for the football game, if it's basketball season, it's a Tuesday night. Or Thursday night or Friday, that's just where everybody's going to be in the community. That's so true. And our size schools, and of course you've witnessed that. And it's just the heart and soul, the heartbeat of the town and the community. And without it, you know, it's kind of a dead place. And of course, some communities it kind of died out because they lost a lot of people and. Maybe the school's not there anymore, and that, that means it makes a lot of difference, you know, for what you are around. And uh, it just kind of like the church, 
it can be kind of the center of a community, the churches and the schools are the same way. Going going to your uh uh first team that in nineteen seventy five at Addison, um you can you can you had a ten and three record and then the next year win the state championship. Each team that go, that has those type of records and wins that amount of games, there's always something special about them. Some teams, it's they've got the physical size. Some teams have unreal ability, and then there's others that just have an inner want to, and there's a a real oneness and close closeness about them. What was was it about that 1976 team? that uh, ended up winning the state championship that you coached? Well, they were a special group of young men. They were you know, dedicated uh, to the sport, dedicated to the, each other. Uh, they, several you know, were starters on that first team I had, and uh, it just, just made for a good combination of what I had coming back and the players that we had moving coming in for the first time as starters. And one thing that really stood out about that particular group is normally Addison over years maybe have 12, 13 seniors, sometimes a little bit less or a little bit over. But that particular year, we had 19 seniors, which was unheard of to have that many. And all of them either started or played a good bit, which is just an un, unusual situation to have a good group of seniors like that and all support each other, you know, really well. So it, I was really blessed with, with those groups of kids. And, of course, that's what really has defined Addison uh, sports and school for a long time is we – we have really good uh, young men and women in our schools, and we've had good leadership. You know, I've had several good assistant coaches over the years, and uh, they grow up wanting to be like their brother, their uncle, their dad, the grandfather. The tradition is there, and, you know, we still have that for the most part. And I think that's a key to the success that we've had over the years is just being ingrained in those, uh, you know, young men as they're growing up and young ladies. You know, we've had some good girls teams over the years too. And uh, Coach Hicks had a lot to do with establishing that. And uh, he just built it up and that uh, it was there for me to con try to continue and, uh, you know, I was able to, you know, have some success following him and I owe a lot to what he did. And, uh, you know, I was already familiar with all the players when I stepped in and that made it easier too, you know, rather than having somebody completely new come in. This... I, I've really been blessed with people I've had around me and the players and coaches and, and uh, cheerleaders, uh, all of them. It's been a great situation, you know, for me personally. Now, in the in the seventies and even through the eighties, honestly, 
there wasn't the strength and conditioning there is today. Um, before, what was it about your players? What did they do to be in such good physical shape? Uh, when you and I talked the last time, I, we always made the joke. It was like, because there were so many that worked in the uh, pulpwood industry that uh, that just naturally made them strong. But really, what was it about the boys that they did? Because there was there was always something different about your boys being so strong and always conditioned, you know, early in the season. Well, we uh, put a lot into our conditioning program, you know, our running and getting in as best shape as we could, and we emphasized that. And we actually would spend a whole lot of time early in the, uh, well, not so much in the spring because you're limited on how many days, but in early fall, you know, getting in condition and then gradually going from there as far as working with starting to put in our plays and formations and all this. And, uh, of course, those are times, especially early on in, in my years here, that a lot of the boys said, I'd rather be at school practicing football and I had at home working in the hay field or out tending cows or feeding something other. And there was a lot of truth in that. You know, a lot of them, uh, you know, had chores at home. And of course, a lot of them had to do them after they got home at night, you know, after practice. They just depend on their own situation, you know, that they had at home. <clears throat> and another thing, a lot won't know that uh, are new to the new to new to this. Uh, Addison always played games on Saturday night. Uh, we played them at Addison on a Saturday night. Uh, I had really good family friends from Lynn that would come over and play on Saturday night. Um, if I remember right, I don't believe there was a lot of youth games that played on Saturdays in those days. And that opened up the night, and basically everybody that played on Friday night or Thursday night, Saturday night, you got the huge crowd from everywhere. That's true. Uh, that's a lot of why we did it. Um, we had, you know, most teams were going to be playing on Friday night, and Coach Hicks started some of that, but uh, we kept that up, and I usually had one or two Saturday games, and, I think I mentioned this to you a while back that one season I even had five Saturday games scheduled, but I don't think some of the wives and parents liked that. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it really helped our game because we had, uh, you know, good crowds from other schools, like you said, and where some of them would come to boo us and some would come to play, support us, but it, it was, it worked out well for us at that time. Two things that always stood out to me, too. Um, there's an elementary school there now. Uh, when I was in school, it was a cornfield. And we would enjoy seeing how far we could kick the football out in the cornfield and watch the boys trying to find the football in warm-ups. And uh, I always wanted to try to kick one over the uh, dressing rooms on the other end, but I never got that opportunity. <laughs> okay. And... Um, 
but the other the other thing that stood out to me the uniforms y'all wore were great you had the gold pants the gold headgear and the white shirts and I, if I remember right one year they even had their last names on the back of the jerseys i can't remember we but did for for a few years yeah, but around, well it was probably my first three or four years long in there of course we didn't continue that every year but we had that for four or five years or so uh maybe a little bit longer than that but yeah we we uh had mostly the gold pants now we did have uh later had some white ones and i think coach hicks had had a, year, a few years in there, he had some blue ones, but it was mostly the gold pants. And then we've had gold jerseys, and we've had blue, and we've had white. But you know, all that matched pretty well with the gold pants and the gold helmet. But uh, yeah, a lot of them liked the solid gold the best. But I always, I guess, preferred the gold pants with the blue jerseys. I just like that combination a little better than the others. I was okay with all three of the shirts. The ones that always, if you're if you're trying to read the player when they line up on the field, they had the blue numbers directly on the, the gold jerseys, and you could not read them from very far off. Yeah. Uh, that much I remember because uh, uh, I remember when we played Pennington, my job on kick coverage was to make, I'm trying to, I think it's, I can't remember the boy's name. He was in Nations. Uh, he was short and could really fly and wore number one. And I just remember I would look for him and look for that jersey number. But when we played Addison, thank goodness y'all wore the white one so I could always find who I was supposed to be keying on. Uh, uh -huh. But if it was, but I, I remember seeing those gold ones and I was like, there is no way I'd have to look, start looking for body types and shapes to, and where they lined up to make sure I knew who it was. But yeah. <laughs> I, I was speaking with Coach Smothers, um, I guess a couple of years ago, and I asked him why they were having to use more of the Vegas gold now. And it's and he was telling me it's because they couldn't get the Addison gold is an old gold, and it's almost got a little bit of a greenish tint mixed in with the gold right and you can't get those in uh jerseys uh right no. now i know that we've had all kinds of trouble trying to get kelly green uh people right. people complain why are you wearing black shirts why are you wearing dark green shirts you can't you can't hardly get kelly green currently um don't know what it is but it's been really difficult the last several years. I've tried to get caps in Kelly Green, can't get them. Tried to get shirts in Kelly Green, can't get them. But um, so it's it's kind of what you're kind of dealt with. And uh, that's but, right. Well, yeah, we did run into some problems matching our old gold, and uh, it does have a, a little bit of a green tint in it, and it's been a problem. I know I've had. Uh, some sample stuff come in that they thought would do and i said no that's i'd get run off here if it's wrong because <laughs> <laughs> other people you don't get upset about stuff like that and uh 
but it it was it, it was hard for us to find that a lot of times. You uh, come very close to uh, win another state championship. I believe it was in '88, if I if I remember correctly, and um, that team was another really good team. But there was two other really good teams in the state at that time. Yes, uh, I'm, you're talking about the '88 season, and you know Cordova and Hazelwood and us were all pretty good teams. Uh, you know, we had beaten Cordova in the regular season, and then they beat us in the playoffs. And then they had Cordova, had Hazelwood beat, and let it get away in, at the very end and uh, in overtime, I think it was. And Hazelwood beat the team from the south uh, I scored like 70-something points on them. So, I, you know, it was a disappointment that we had a shot at winning, but we didn't win the game that we should have. And uh, But any one of, I felt like any one of the three teams here in the north, Cordova, and us, and Hazelwood could have won it, whichever one advanced of those three, you know, we're going to win it. It, unless something just completely went against what the records had been. So that that was a disappointment, but, you know, it was, uh, you know, re three really good teams, unusual teams for our classification. Do you, do you kind of find it, uh, I know it, it kind of varies. Uh, there's a lot of good, there was a lot of good 2A schools for quite some time in Clay County. Uh, in basketball, especially in girls' basketball, it seems like some of the tougher um, tougher uh, 2A girls' teams uh, seem to be in, concentrated in North Alabama. Uh, occasionally, a team may go a little bit south or east, but like you're mentioning, all three of all three of you is within short driving distance of each other. You're talking about going from Walker County into Winston County, just across into Lawrence County. That's three really good schools all right in uh, one little small area. Right. That's, uh, that's <coughs> the way it was, you know, it, for several years long in there. And, you know, you take that region, you know, we you talk about up on the south edge of the Tennessee River, you know, with teams like Hazelwood and Cortland, Harbert County. Oh, there was a period of time where, you know, those schools just dominated football in Alabama for a long time. And, you know, that's, it's, it's kind of rare to have an area that, to have that really many good players and teams, you know, that close together. Just, uh, it doesn't happen very often, but that particular run it did for those schools and those teams. And after after the ninety ninety one season, you moved. You became uh, principal of the elementary school. I believe that was was that after Mister Hicks retired. Oh, uh, after who was it? Mister Hicks that retired as uh, principal in elementary. Well, what it was. Randy, uh, I was actually assistant principal. Our whole school was one, you know, mm -hmm. the elementary is part of the high school. All of us together. And 
when I became the head football coach, you know, I was assistant principal assigned to the elementary school. So I was that position for a long time. And then finally, in my last few years, three years or so, the elementary school got separated from the high school. And I was officially the principal of elementary school, you know, my last three years. So I was principal or assistant principal, you know, for a long time. And uh, it just uh, was a good situation for me. And, you know, I enjoyed all ages of those children. And, you know, they were good to be around. They they gave you some new life when I was getting a little older. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. There's a couple questions I need to ask you. Um, how difficult was it for your wife having to go watch the football games? Was, uh, well, it was, uh, most of the time it was pretty good that for her, but you know, I ended up Alice, you know, you know, Alice from Cold Springs. He was my quarterback, uh, my last two years. And of course, uh, my wife told them up in the stands that uh, they could holler at that coach all they wanted to, but they better not say anything about her boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always got a kick out of that, but she managed, you know. She wasn't going to listen to any of them around her. She <laughs> was going to be critical of her son. But, it, you know, it worked out good. That, you know, we had two pretty good years with him as our quarterback. Well, one thing I got to, but I got was just one thing that popped my mind when you said that. I got to, can, I got to be difficult for wives and family. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Alex and uh, and also um, the one thing that was really neat. I'd known of you so many years and seen you, but I never really knew you. And your granddaughter Ella, which is a little bit older than my daughter Ellie. Uh, they played against each other in so many so many sports, whether it was softball, youth softball coming up, you had basketball, and then they then they went into high school and it was uh, softball and volleyball, and it was it was it was I, I guess the first real opportunity was out at West Point at the county tournament when they were in JV and getting to sit we were both sitting up on the top row and uh and uh and as the as some of the other teams uh were eliminated we were all sitting up there and and uh i I remember rachel saying you come down here and sit with all the rest of us and i'm making the joke that uh no the way they've played today i'm not moving i've got my one spot right here and i'm not leaving if i'm by myself (laughs) and i remembered you getting a big laugh out of it and uh but i really it really opened the door to start speaking with you get to know you and uh i've really appreciated that uh through the last few years and getting to know alex and it's just been a pleasure getting to know your family and well uh I've been extremely blessed with my family, and uh, I'm you know, proud of them. And, of course, we have our ups and downs as far as, you know, it's kind of different pulling for your granddaughter than it is for your son. But it's uh, you, you 
you're not as hard on on them, the grandkids, as you would be on your own, I guess, would be one way to put it. But, you know, it's uh, it, it's a good feeling to be able to go to the games and not have the pressure of being the coach, you know, or something like that. And, uh, you know, I just enjoy watching them play and grow and become the young people they are. And you're, you're seeing that, too, with your daughter. I, I know makes you proud. It does, but you know, I I love the fact that she does well in every sport. Um, the most important thing to me is uh, the academic end, and um, I I think I remember seeing uh, your granddaughter. Uh, she is she at UNA now. That's correct. And. First year, and didn't she, did she she get a she she got uh, an academic award or or she was named to something at UNA? Yes, yeah, she made the dean's list uh, most semesters up there, and of course we're really proud of her. You know, she was uh, the valedictorian at Cold Springs, which you know we're really of course proud of that, and uh, she's done really well and of course brooks our grandson is at troy and he's made the president's list you know every semester down there so we've been really blessed with our grandkids and of course we're proud of them and alex and valerie and of course our other son adam uh works at certa mattress and we're extremely proud of him also now i quit coaching before Adam got old enough to play, so but I enjoyed watching him and not have to be involved with the coaching, you know. So if you if y'all are sitting around and uh, you're t- you're discussing it with your wife, <coughs> you may uh you may give may give the the kids some of the credit, <clears throat> but now does does your wife claim the credit for them making such good grades or does she let you take a little or she say no, it's okay I, for you to take a little credit. credit of course i'll kid kid around so i know where y'all get all your smarts but no she's they get most up from her there's no <laughs> question about that but uh she she uh she deserves all the credit for that to tell you the truth yeah, I did okay, but I think she did extremely well in school. So, uh, you know, we're, we're proud of them, you know. Every player has a routine they go through before a game. Um, some people call it superstitious. I call it a little bit of being scientific. Um I try to make the joke instead of using the superstitious word. Um, I honestly am totally surprised that I never patented the fact I was probably the first one in this world that ever wrote an R and an L on a sock. Because if you had a good game, those socks had to be on the same foot, the same way. It was, it was uh, all this. You know, Nike's patented that, so... They've they've got they've got you'll see it on their socks and I'm like I was doing that years ago with a marker, um, but what did before you coached in a game 
was there a, a, a ritual, a little routine that you did um, each time? And do you still do that? Still do that to, today when you go to watch Addison play on Friday nights a little bit occasionally? Do I still? I, I did. I kind of lost you on part of that. All right. When when you were coaching, was there a routine you did uh, each night that you pretty much didn't change uh, each week of the games? Oh, you're talking about through the week or game night or uh, what? Mostly, mostly, mostly game night. Yes, it would be pretty much the same thing. Of course, I can't tell you exactly what that was, but, you know, it's a certain time of day, you know, you you be doing certain things and you you run it through in your mind, you know, what your plans are for this game tonight, uh, what you need to touch on before you send them out there and just uh, – just rehashed a lot of what you've worked on. And, of course, you question yourself, have I covered everything I, I need to cover? and Or have we covered everything we need to cover? And uh, sometimes you'll have a little bit of doubt. But, you know, it's, you could work all day and all night and there'll be something you might not cover. So mm -hmm. you just have to learn to deal with that do the best you can and, and then – Hope for the best. Yeah, I catch myself. Rachel will try to uh, remind me, and Ellie will say, "I got it, Dad." You know, I'll, I'll still, we'll be, just same way it was when we coached them in youth ball. I'll, we'll sit down, watch a little video of a game, and and we'll be totally kind of breaking it down. And I'll take it that extra step instead of just letting her, letting her do it. I'll be, oh yeah, look at this. Now watch what you, do, you know, <laughs> when they turn, and. Uh, but it's it's kind of humorous. Uh, I still catch myself doing just like I did in youth ball, you know, helping prepare them. And uh, it's uh, I know it's it's something that's difficult to to get out of. Uh, yes, I, I watch. You get attached to doing things, and that's what you do when such and such comes along, or game, or whatever. You'll end up doing a lot of the same same things that you've been doing well something else that's been a tradition at addison you talked about coach hicks hiring you and you carried the tradition he carried uh you hired coach smothers and he went on to win a uh, state championship i'm wanting to say in 2004 if i'm not mistaken or somewhere very close to there no uh coach white randy white oh randy white that's right had one in 2005. Now, Coach Smothers had one, uh, played for one in 95, I believe it was, against Carrollton down mm -hmm. there. And we lost a close, tough game down there. But, you know, had a really good team. He had, you know, several good teams and did a good job with them. And then uh, we had Bill Wilson, who'd been my assistant part of the time. He all of Coach Smothers, and then Randy White, I believe, had he had that state championship team in 05. He was the coach for four years, I guess it was, something like that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, they, you know, we've been involved. We've, uh, 
several, you know, I guess it's three state championships, but we've been involved in the finals two or three other times and got close several times. Um, so that's, you know, that's uh, been there and, you know, those things that you're proud of. Well, like I said, I know that that's been a, each, each school and each community is kind of based on certain items. Uh, it always seemed like for the longest period of time, Addison was based on football, uh, baseball. Uh, basketball got really strong a few years ago. And um, uh, the girls have been really good in volleyball. Uh, they were good in softball at, uh, several years back. And... Um, you know, basketball, they've had some strong teams the last couple of years. Um, but each community, there's, you know, you were mentioned earlier, the sons grow up to want to be like their dads or like their grandfathers. Um, and that's something that was always so true at Addison. And that was one thing that was always so neat when we would uh, come out and, uh, you know, when we would when we would be done with our season, before basketball began, uh, we'd come out and, you know, George and Ron would always come out and cover the games and take me with them. And um, it was always a lot of fun being out there. Uh, uh, the coaches were always great with us, spoke to us, and anything could do to help you. And there was a gentleman in the press box. I don't remember his name. Um, I just remember he always made sure everything we could do uh to try to help us with you know anything we needed we wanted uh i can't think of the gentleman's name now but uh, i could always remember how helpful he was and, and he was in the press box he was in the press box i i don't remember if he helped with pa or or if he was just up there he may have been he may have been yeah. one of the administrators i I don't remember right offhand. Um, he he could have been, you know. Uh, those now that would have been what years you talking about when? Well, it was the, uh, when they. I know it was the years that they they. I think there was one year they played. I can't remember who it was. Um, I know that when they played, uh, it was the year that they. Uh, it was the years that they went to the state championships. It was the years they lost one a couple of years before that at Gwin to Marion County in a tight game. Uh-huh. I think it, they either won it or lost it right then. Um, but uh, all those years in there, and back when uh, Alan Long and uh, Shannon Wilkins, a lot of those were playing. Um, right. It was, um, it was, well, all I know is everybody was so helpful and they went way out of their way to help us every time we come out. Yes. Well, I, I can't specifically say who, but you know, I'm sure there'd be several different ones that oh. would have done that. Uh, some of them probably were our principals and, uh, some of them might even been the guys that were on the PA system or something, you know, but. Ron's, Ron's joined in listening now, and he's listening to the live stream. He just texted me the uh, person named Smiley, 
and uh, but that's that was that was that was a person that that was what he called him. That's what he he texted yeah, me. Well, that that's what we know him, Smiley Lee. Smiley Lee, yes. okay. Yeah, Smiley was is a good one. He called <laughs> Addison for uh, ever since I've got there. You know, he's always around, and he'd be that be real helpful. And uh, matter of fact, he might. I think he was on. I had some guys that were on our chain crew every year, and some of them did it for a long time. And he was always around doing that or helping with different things. Uh, but yeah, Smiley is a good one. He was a good one, and he is a good one. A big, big fan. I tell you what's funny about that. Ron remembers his name all these years. And we'll be having a girls' softball game, and he'll be calling the girls out by their mother's name uh, as the <laughs> game's going on. But he remembered that name. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Smiley's hard to forget as far as remembering that name. He's <laughs> a true fan, always has been. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed getting to know you uh, through these years. Uh, getting to watch your granddaughter and my daughter play. Uh, and uh, I, I really, when, when, I, when I thought of having you on, and I, I spoke with you coming home that day from work, I thought it was really great that you took the time to take, you know, 45 minutes to talk to me about, uh, about the past, the games, and... Um, Again, that's what this is all about is to, you know, pass it on through to all the next generations to uh, to know because, you know, there's questions that I have that I don't know, you know, back when you played. And it's just a great opportunity to spend some time and actually learn, uh, have a few laughs. and uh, But most of all, to uh, do a little teaching. And, um, yes. And that's what that's well, what what's great, Randy. I really appreciate you having me and you taking time to do this and and then talking to me over the years. Uh, I always enjoyed visiting with you and games and such. And I know Alex, my son, really thinks a lot of you and uh, uh, just a uh, good situation to be around you. And and then any time, like you said, that they able to share some memories and some good times and promote our schools and our community. That's, that's really a good thing. Cause sometimes, uh, we don't get that in this day and age and it's a good thing that we can still have something like this. So I really appreciate you thinking of me and allowing me to do this with you. Well, I, I appreciate you. And, uh, like I said, I hope and I get to. I know on our bye week, I hadn't looked to see if uh, uh, if y'all are at home or where where the game will be. But uh, I'm hoping to, hoping to get to catch up with you sometime this year and uh, actually uh, get to sit and talk to you a little more. And uh, but again, I appreciate you taking the time to be uh, with us tonight and uh, and uh, enjoyed it. And you have a great rest of the evening. Well, I've really enjoyed it too, Randy. I thank you so much, and we'll see you and talk to you soon, I hope. All right. Thank you, sir, and you have a great night. You too.
And that's Coach uh, Alan Stevenson. <coughs> and we really appreciate him taking the time to be with us tonight. This program brought to you by Alpha Insurance with Talisa Shackle for home, auto, and life insurance. It's Alpha Insurance in Holly Pond. Walker Brothers in Baylorton, they provide a full line of building supplies and materials. They're family-owned and operated since 1963. Affordable auto and tire from tires to alignments to tune-ups, they're affordable for a reason. Traditions Bank, your true community bank. We are building bridges. Traditions Mortgage, let us help you with all your mortgage needs. Holly Pond Animal Clinic, a hometown veterinary providing services for both animals small and large. Citizens Bank and Trust, small bank, big difference. Hopper's Family Market and Pharmacy, dedicated to bringing customers the best service, grocery items, meats, produce, and prescription needs. Mullins Body Shop, 24-hour towing, accident repairs, and painting. We are where quality is the difference. Merchants Bank of Alabama, the Merchants Way, discover the power of a great community bank. Randall Shedd, Alabama District 11 representative, member of the Alabama House and representatives proudly serving our district. Holly Pond Supermarket, gasoline, diesel, convenient late night purchase at the pump, food items or snacks, come on in and see us. The Rough House, we provide daily long-term boarding for your pets plus pet grooming. Farmer's Poultry Supply. Get all the poultry supplies without even crossing the road. Moss Service Funeral Home. Providing funeral and cremation services with compassion since 1882. Holly Pond Tire and Lube. For tires, wheels, oil changes, we are family owned and operated in Holly Pond. Stewart Auto Parts. They deliver the right products to the right place at the right time, putting you back on the road. Hall's RV, North Alabama's RV dealer for travel trailers and fifth wheels. We sell fun. Heritage Dental with Dr. Bradley McKinney. Family dentistry where new patients are always welcome. Alabama Web Press, come print with us. Dan Stevens at Alabama Health Guidance, providing Medicare insurance options and solutions. Southern Photography and Travel, they provide our Holly Pond team photos for the website. The Spirit Shop. For custom Holly Pond shirts, caps, and other items, contact the Spirit Shop. In the Awards Palace, if you're shopping for plaques, trophies, nameplates, medals, certificates, or pins, think of the Awards Palace. And that concludes our pro program here tonight. Join us next Wednesday night at 7.30. We will have uh, Nate Ayers. He is the uh, new principal at Holly Pond. Uh, haven't had a uh, assistant principal named yet, uh, Adam Edmondson uh, got the uh, job at, uh, I believe it's the Career Center, and congratulations to him on that, uh, on receiving that uh, promotion. And uh, but again, join us next Wednesday night. If you miss any of the broadcast, you can always check out the podcast. Yeah, go to hollypondbroncos.com. Go over to podcast. There's the uh, newer podcast that are up and if you select the uh, second one that has a podcast that will take you to last year's games and previous uh, episodes of around the pond thank you for being with us and look forward to seeing you again next wednesday evening